Hello, you guys. I hope everyone is having an amazing day whenever you're listening to this. It's Friday afternoon right now, and I'm just chilling. I thought it was the perfect day to record just because I'm laying low. I'm not doing much tonight. I think we're going to make tacos and watch a movie. I'm not sure what we're going to watch yet. We usually take turns, and one time I choose a movie, the next time my husband chooses a movie, and I low-key have a list of all like the 2000 rom-coms that I'm like obsessed with, and it's like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and 27 Dresses, Bride Wars, Mother of the Bride, just like the funnest movies ever. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but if I'm going to spend time like watching a movie, two hours, whatever, I want to feel good at the end of it. Like I want to have the like good feeling inside my tummy and like just overall good vibes. Like I know the best movies are like, you know, the ones that have a little bit of a deeper meaning and not necessarily have this happy ending of the couple ending up together. Like I know that, but that is my type of movie. The lower the rating, the better the movie for me. Just give me all the silly rom-coms. So every time it is my turn to watch a movie, I know it's going to be a good night. Last week we watched the Devil Wears Prada and I hadn't watched that in so long. It is such a good movie. I love that movie. I swear it always hits and I was thinking even the outfits and it was shot like 20 years ago. Even the outfits still eat. They're so good. The characters, the cast, everything is amazing. I hate Andy's boyfriend in that movie. I don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's this actor because I've watched Entourage and he was insufferable in that series even though it's definitely on my list and I definitely want to rewatch it. There's just something about him that I don't know. I didn't like him in that movie. I love like a silly Adam Sandler with all his crew type of movie. That is my type of movie. I swear they do not make movies like that anymore. It's all like Marvel and it's all, I don't know, just like stuff that you know is going to generate a lot of money for whoever's producing the movie. So they need to start making movies like that again. Someone told me the new Sydney Sweeney movie with Glenn Powell is really good and supposed to be like that vibe, that like rom-com funny 2000s vibe. So I definitely want to watch that. It is on my list. I'm not sure who's choosing the movie tonight. Maybe it's my husband's turn. I'm not sure. The other day, I watched the silliest movie ever, and I'm sorry if you liked it. I don't want to offend you, but it's just my opinion. I watched the new Julia Roberts movie that was produced by the Obamas. Like, people were telling me how amazing it is and how I should definitely watch it. It's called Leave the World Behind, I believe. I did not like it. I hated the ending. Give me a good ending. Give me an ending where you tell me the reason behind everything that's happened in the movie. You tell me the reason why certain stuff happened. I hate an open ending. It literally just ended with like a kid watching like a movie. Like it just didn't make sense. I was like, why did I waste three hours of my life? Also, another thing that I feel like we should normalize is let's start making short movies. Nothing is that important that needs to be like three hours long. No story is that important. Let's please normalize making like, I don't know, an hour and a half type of movies. I love an hour and a half movie. That is my jam. Nothing is more important than an hour and a half, max two hours if it's like, you know, something very long, like a long story. I feel like all the 2000 rom-coms were an hour and a half. Now all these movies are like three hours long. The other day, I really wanted to watch this new movie in the movies and it was like three and a half hours. I'm like, I'm not sitting for three and a half hours in the movies. Like I need to be comfortable. I need to have lots of snacks. I want to be able to pause and go pee. I don't want to miss a scene. Also, it's a big commitment. Like if it's a three and a half hour movie and I watch it at home, then I can pause and I can continue another day. Like my husband, he literally watched Oppenheimer, uh, which is not about selling sunset, you guys. It is about bombs. So that's something that you need to know. Anyways, he watched this movie, but he watched it at home. So he watched it over the span of like three, four days because he would watch like, you know, like 45 minutes here and there and then 30 minutes another day. It took him a few days to finish it, but imagine having to sit through that at the movies. It's just a bit too long. Am I the only one that feels like that? I feel like I just ranted for like five minutes straight. If you agree with me, please let me know so I don't feel 
alone. Message me and let me know your thoughts. And I have a list of all my favorite rom-coms, movies that just make me feel so good. Like if I'm feeling bad one day or if I'm feeling upset, I'm going to watch one of those movies and I'm going to feel so much better. Starting with number one, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Are you kidding me? The best duo ever. They have incredible chemistry. The outfits, the yellow dress and Isadora and just everything about this movie. The plot, the lines, the it's just the best movie ever made and you cannot convince me otherwise. Next, we got Easy A. Such a feel-good movie. I remember one time last year I was feeling like really upset and I told my husband, I was like, can we just watch Easy A? It's just gonna make me feel so much better and we did and I did feel a lot better. Okay, I have not heard a lot of people talk about this movie. It is, I think this should be my number one movie because it is my safe movie. I've watched it over 15 times. If you have not watched The Wrong Missy, please pause this podcast and go watch The Wrong Missy. I'm in tears laughing every single time I watch it. There is no funnier movie than The Wrong Missy. I swear I could write a dissertation on The Wrong Missy because it is my favorite movie and I watched it a thousand times. Of course, The Devil Wears Prada. Then I have 51st Dates. What a gem of a movie. Just like Reese Witherspoon being Reese Witherspoon and Adam Sandler. Just again, amazing chemistry. The plot is amazing. We got 27 Dresses. Incredible movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Another movie that will have you laughing nonstop. Another movie I feel like is a little bit underrated and I don't hear a lot of people talk about it and I feel like more people should is the other woman. The cast for this movie is just out of this world. You got Cameron Diaz, which is she's just the queen, makes every single movie funny and interesting and cool. We got Leslie Mann, another amazing actress. Again, she just makes every single movie she's in funny. Kate Upton, the most gorgeous woman on earth. And to top it off, you got Nikki fucking Minaj and she's just so funny in that movie. Her character, she's like a secretary, but super funny, super cool. I love that movie. Maybe I'm gonna ask my husband if he wants to watch it tonight just because it's just such a feel-good movie. Next up, we got a movie that literally shaped my teenage years and I am the woman I am today because I watched A Cinderella Story countless times. The movie with Hilary Duff, like that movie has changed my brain chemistry forever. It is just so good. Another movie that if you haven't watched it, I beg you to pause this and go watch that movie because it is so good. Petition for Hilary Duff to start making movies again because she's a pure talent. She makes every movie she's in so good and she's just the best. The cast is also so good in that movie. We got Jennifer Coolidge, which she's so hilarious in that movie. She plays the evil stepmom that has done like way too much Botox and she's just like so funny. And then we got Chad Michael Murray. Who who remembers that actor that like every single girl was obsessed with in the early 2000s? I feel like now we just look at him and we're like, what were we thinking? But at that moment, every single girl wanted that actor. I just remember watching that movie and drooling over her wedding dress that she ended up wearing on the Halloween party. I was like, that is what I want to wear for the rest of my life every single day. Again, just like the outfits and everything in that movie are so iconic. Like they all have their flip phones and the lines are so good. I remember like I shared a flip phone with my sister. I wasn't allowed to have one. It was basically my sister's. It was purple. And I remember we were sharing it, aka it was my sister's. My sister let me borrow it for like two seconds. And then I remember one of my friends had that type of phone where you like flip it and it's like a keyboard. So cool. I remember I was wanting that phone so badly. And back in the day, it's like we didn't even have social media. All we had were those like teen magazines that I was obsessed with and I had like multiple subscriptions. Who had a subscription to Disney Girl? That was actually my jam. I would collect them every single month and it was like the most silly gossip ever. It was like, who was, you know, Zach and Cody's first kiss or like the steps to be Zach Efron's girlfriend? Obviously, it was like the most BS like advice ever like made for girls like Miley 
Riley versus Hannah. I loved all of that. Anyways, this was a very, very long rant, but for today's episode, I really want to answer some more questions from last week's Q&A. So this is kind of like a part two, and I think I'm going to do a part three as well. And I always like to start with the first question I see, and it is, how do I get over a breakup with a guy where the situation was right person, wrong time? I feel like so many breakups are over like he's perfect or she's perfect, but it's just the wrong time. Because timing in a relationship is everything. And a lot of successful relationships, a lot of it has to do with timing. It was the right time, everything aligned, and it just made sense. You move forward telling yourself, listen, if this was meant to be, it would be, and it's just not. Because I know in my heart, when I meet the one, everything will align perfectly. Everything will make sense. And I will have that feeling in my heart, like I found him or her. There won't be any problems or anything that will keep us apart. When you meet the one, even if it is bad timing on his behalf, he will make it right. He will do everything in his power to make it work because he knows that you are the person that he wants to be with for the rest of his life. How do you calm yourself down after a stressful day? The number one step is to immediately get into comfy clothes. I just feel like a stress is off my shoulders. As soon as I get into like my PJs and I take my makeup off, I just feel a lot better. So that is what I instantly do the second I get back home and like to have a good meal, something that just like makes me feel good, something really yummy, do my skincare, take it really easy, watch a feel good movie. Also, if I'm feeling really stressed, I will vent to my husband. He's like my person that I go to every single time I feel stressed and he just always makes me feel better. He always puts things into perspective for me and just like calms me down. And then I've spoken about this a little bit, but I do like to smoke. It is legal in LA, so please don't come for me. I don't do it every night, but if I'm feeling really stressed or if I really want to feel, you know, calm and chill, then I'll smoke a little. It's something that's definitely helped me with anxiety, definitely helped me with overthinking. Like it just helps with everything. I feel like helps with cramps and I can do a whole episode just like talking about it and the ways that I like to smoke and the gummies that I like to take and just like everything. If you guys are interested, tips for staying motivated when it comes to self-care. My main tip when it comes to self-care and just like doing it even when you don't feel like it is if you don't do it, nobody will. You're the only one that's going to take care of your body, that's going to take care of you. When you're taking care of you, you're taking care of like the two-year-old version of yourself that lives inside of you. You're giving her all the love that you wish you got when you were a kid. Times where you felt neglected, that's the person that you're taking care of right now. At the end of the day, you are all you got, so you gotta take care of yourself. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself love and massages. Even when you're applying like foot cream, just like give yourself a little massage. It's a form of love. It's a form of self-love and you deserve it. So many questions if I'm ever going to come back to London. I definitely want to visit in the summer for a few days. You're 2023 in one word, the best. How to stop being controlling in a relationship. Being controlling is never going to result in anything good. You are not going to get your way if you're super controlling ever. It will only push the person that you're with away from you, which I know is not what you want at all. My advice is you let the person do whatever it is they want to do. And then you actually get to see their true colors. You get to see what they want to do. You're not like, ooh, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to go there. When you give them the freedom, then you see who they really are and what they actually want to do without you having to tell them what to do. Most of the time, they're going to do the right thing and they're going to do the right thing because they want to, not because you told them. And when they want to do the right thing, not because they were told to do the right thing, they're going to actually feel good about it. Because guess what? Nobody wants to be told to do this and do that. Nobody likes the feeling of being bossed around. It's not a good feeling. So let them do whatever it is they want to do. And if it doesn't align with your morals, if it doesn't align with who you are, then that is not your person and that is totally okay and you're on to the next. But I really don't think being controlling will result in 
what you want. Moving far from family and how to be okay with the fact that I won't be there for them. That is definitely hard and I do struggle with that as well. I miss my family every single day, but I feel like we are so lucky that we live in a time where we can just like FaceTime them any single time of the day. We see their face and we hear their voice and we can talk to them for hours for free. Like I remember my mom when she used to study in Italy when she was in university, she was like, it was so hard. I couldn't call my mom because the phone calls were expensive and I could only go back and see her like twice a year. It was so hard back in the day. I feel like I feel like the fact that I can just like call my mom and see her on video and talk to her for hours. It's just the most amazing thing. And I have certain times where I call people and catch up with them. So like usually in the morning, I'll call my mom and like my best friend. I was talking to her while I was driving to the gym and she's so nice. Even if it's just for 10 minutes while you're driving somewhere, you just call your friends, call your mom or sisters and catch up. And then at nighttime, I like to call my sister. So make sure you have like little dates set up where you just like call them in the day, FaceTime them, even if it's for a short period of time, you just like catch up with them. I feel like that always helps. And then like once a year, go see them or maybe they can come see you. Don't feel guilty about wanting to live your own life and doing your own thing, being in a new city, far from your family. You gotta blossom on your own. You gotta do your own thing. And it is totally normal. Do not feel guilty about that. Your family is not going anywhere. They're always going to be there for you. We also live in a time where plane tickets, you can find good deals. If anything happens, you can go online, find a good deal, go see them for a weekend. You're feeling really homesick or something. And obviously if it's within your budget. Three morning routine non-negotiables. My number one is definitely coffee. I love drinking my coffee in the morning. It's just like one of my rituals that it just makes me feel cozy whenever I am, just like to spend time with myself. Obviously it helps me wake up as well. But it's one of those things that wherever I am, I love to have my coffee in the morning. Ideally while I journal, that is another non-negotiable. I love having my coffee and journaling. It's like my favorite hour I spend with myself, like sipping on my coffee. I drink my coffee super slow and my husband always makes fun of me because of this. I like to drink my coffee till it's like literally cold and then I'll journal while I sip on my coffee. Wherever I am in the world, if I know I can like have my coffee and journal, I just feel a lot more put together and ready to start my day. And I guess my last morning non-negotiable is moving my body some sort of way, even if it's for a short walk, just like doing something. Of course, there's days where I don't want to do anything and I don't, but when I have my shit together, these are like my three morning non-negotiables. Tips to overcome fear and anxiety when you want to begin dating. You definitely feel some anxiety, especially at the start, especially if you haven't been dating for a long time or you're starting to date again. It's definitely scary, but I feel like you should also see it kind of like a fun game. Like imagine the potential and all the amazing guys that you can meet, the fun dates you're going to go on. Even if a date doesn't turn out perfect, it's going to be a story, like a funny story that you tell your friends. As scary as it can be, especially at the start, I really want you to have like a mindset of this is so fun. Every date is fun. It's either going to be a new crush or a funny story that you're going to tell your friends or just someone you're not interested in, but still it's exciting. You're going to meet some incredible people, some assholes for sure, but also you're going to live your own Hallmark movie. You're going to have those sweet romantic moments, cute dates, cute walks in the park, butterflies in your tummy when you see them. It is exciting and fun. How to deal with a friend who always copies me with everything I do. It is so annoying. I know exactly how you feel and it can feel so annoying and you're just like, why? Just like do your own thing. Why do you have to do whatever I do? I know it is annoying, but really if you think about it, they're just like looking up to you and and they just think you're so cool and amazing that they have to do exactly whatever it is that you do, but you're always going to be one step ahead 
ahead of them. They're always going to be behind you trying to copy everything you do while in the meantime you're on to the next big thing and that friend probably looks up to you a lot and just like wants to do everything that you do. So really just like take it as a compliment at the end of the day. How can I recover from something embarrassing? Girl, I do not know. I really want to figure this out for myself. Like I swear I'll do something super embarrassing and then years later like before going to bed I'll think about it and just like want to curl into a ball and just like disappear. So many embarrassing things that I've done haunt me to this day. Like done, said, everything. And I think about them and I literally cringe to myself. Like why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we only remember, not only, but like why do those cringe, horrible, embarrassing moments always stick with us but the good ones don't really stick with us like that? Just remember being 16 and at a party and it was at the time where like I just started wearing heels and I was wearing like clogs. Who remembers clogs? Like the wooden heels. I thought I was so cool. I still remember those heels to this day and it was like four in the morning and I definitely was a little bit tipsy and I remember just like talking to my crush and like I was in love with this guy and I literally eat ass and like I fell on the floor and it wasn't even that I was like doing anything. I think the floor was just like super slippery and I was wearing those heels that I didn't know how to walk in and I literally fell on my ass. It was so embarrassing. To this day, I cringe whenever I think about it. Like why did I do that? But at that moment, it didn't even hit me. I was like so like in my element that I wasn't even thinking about it. And like a day later, I was like, oh fuck. It was just like silly things like that, you know? How to slide into a guy's DMs on Insta. I love you. I love you too. I haven't really slid in a guy's DMs, but I think something safe would be like an emoji just to like get a get a sense of what they're feeling or what they're thinking. You just like send a silly little emoji, not like a face emoji, maybe like, I don't know, just like a fruit or something, an animal. Is that really bad advice? It's probably really bad advice. Just like an emoji and just like see what they respond. Because if they say nothing, they're probably not interested, but it's better than you sending, hi, how are you? Like, would love to like, I don't know, get your number and then like you're left on red, you know? I feel like an emoji is innocuous, but also a lot of guys probably don't know how to check their DMs and stuff, or they probably do, but some might not use their Insta as much. So even if you don't get a response, it's probably that they don't check their DMs. Good on the go breakfasts that are actually healthy. Okay, I'm not sure if they're like super, super healthy, but my favorite go-to breakfasts are either egg bites and I like to get them from the supermarket, specifically pavilions. They probably have them in Publix too. But I like to get egg bites that you just like pop in the microwave for a minute. And sometimes I'll even put them on a bagel and eat them like a breakfast, like egg sandwich. It's been my current breakfast hyperfixation. Another breakfast I really, really like is a protein yogurt. And then I'll do some granola on top and some fruit and maybe almond butter if I'm feeling like it. I also really like a smoothie. Just like really simple, half a banana, some protein powder, some other fruit that you like, some almond milk, blend that and ready to go in two minutes. Even though I haven't had a smoothie in so long, you know when you eat something when you're sick and then you like can't have that again for a while? Well, I did that because last time I was in Erewhon, I had a Hailey Bieber smoothie and I got sick like right after that. And every time I even think about a smoothie, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm slowly easing back into my smoothie game though because I haven't had one since November and that is a long time. Okay, I feel like I've answered enough questions, even though I do want to do a part three. If you did enjoy today's episode, please leave a review because it does mean a lot to me. I hope you're having the best day whenever, wherever you're listening to this, and I can't wait to speak to you again next week. I love you.